I think many financial advisors, they focus on the technical aspect of things when I think 95% of being successful in this industry is relationships absolutely, and building trust. That makes a difference. Like you, stuff you don't even think about, but it definitely makes a difference. Sure. Just a, even just the mention of going out there and not being on a Zoom call and being personal again. Yeah. That, that's something I read recently about like even say with realtors or whatever, the, the focus now through the downfall of the economy is to go back to how you started doing those For personal sure. relationships, building the clients that you, you know, the relationships with them and then moving forward from there. And then hopefully when this shakes itself out, you survived and all these people have now trusted you because you didn't try to take advantage of them or disappear. Sure. Yeah. What, when have y'all been downtown recently on weekends? No. <laughs> I, I think people no. are still spending money. Yeah. yeah, yeah people are definitely yeah. Still the money, restaurants yeah. are full. Yeah. <laughs> people are still buying houses. Do you think you're ever going to be financial advising with your Oculus on uh, in the metaverse? Oh, that's crazy to think about. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Well, you said younger. <laughs> that's so people are coming. coming to you like, hey, what? Do you take Bitcoin? And, uh, <laughs> I think that's gone now. Hey, man, can we have a virtual meeting yeah. in the metaverse? Yeah, I mean, that's coming. If we need to adjust, we'll adjust, man. Yeah. And thankfully, we've got some younger people on the team. Yeah. More so than, <laughs> how are you going to handle moves with that? Oh, man. <laughs> you can move digital moves, virtual man. Moves, yeah. yeah. Virtual moves. <laughs> Hopefully, I can move. Um, obviously, after after a number of years, you start to get, I'm, I'm sure you felt it a couple of times, but you start to get a little bit of a burnout and you have to kind of like recenter, reevaluate. Mm-hmm. And re-energize. Yeah, I've, I've hit it, and I've only been in business two years. I hit it, you know, about a year in. I just was doing so much, and I just kind of got wore out, and had to really focus and recenter and like keep pushing. What do you do during those? Because I'm sure you've had them. What do you do during those times to like help you recenter and and keep going? Oh yeah, well I definitely felt it too when I moved here because yeah. I knew I had to start over a hundred percent and yeah. grind and get out and network the stuff I wasn't doing anymore yeah. as much in Colorado. So yeah. I've definitely. Had a couple different instances. I, I I felt like, hey, I don't want to. I don't. I feel like quit, and I don't feel like doing this. Every entrepreneur, yeah. you know, has those moments. I think it's thinking back to why we chose to do this in the beginning and mm-hmm. the long game, and then the impact of what we do just continues to get me going. You know, Absolutely. just thinking about, like, give you an example of just just some clients we've been able to help. You know, like I, we we've had clients where. The, the, their wife would have been left with, you know, virtually nothing. And then I, me as a 23-year-old going over with a check for $800,000 to one of my friend's widows, like I'll just never, never forget that moment of being able to impact families. And I've already had to deliver uh, five different death claims now at this point, you know, for people that had life insurance with us. And then helping people retire and different things like that. It's just thinking about that every single day, the impact of what we do. That's that's really what keeps me going and then helping people reach their goals and dreams through doing our business. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good question. Because I think that's that's one of the tougher things about being an entrepreneur is you get so complacent and burnt out easily. Seven, ten years in the business, there comes a wall and many walls and you'll find out you've hit one, you'll hit 12 others, you know, and it's like, how do you get past that? And I resonate with that well, because when I moved here too, I was kind of like, I don't, I haven't had to paint or 
do any work in the last two sure. years. So how do I just start doing it again? So that, that makes sense. And I, and so do you have, um, do you have like a regiment that you stick to that kind of keeps you motivated? Do you do certain things in the morning, any type of ritual kind of things? Definitely. Definitely. I actually start, start my day by, um, I'm about to finish up, uh, the, the Bible. So I have this app, the Bible app that, um, it's going through every single, uh, chapter in the Bible. So that's always how I start my day, um, is with God first. So that's awesome. And then, yeah, it's just sticking to a schedule. Cause it's when you have the freedom, obviously as an entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want, but you know, there's a lot of work that it takes yeah. to run a successful business. So. Yeah. Sure. That's why we started this podcast. Cause I really don't think people, especially in the last two years, see that. I think they all see, Oh, Hey, my buddy's a business owner. I'm going to start one too. It's like, yeah. man, there's a recession coming. Good luck with that. You know? For sure, for sure. One of my uh, main guys, he's been with me for six years. He's starting out on his own. I was like, God bless, dude. I'll do what I can to help you, but it's not the right time. Uh, if you make it through it, though, you deserve that credit. And for sure. if you keep Absolutely. making it through it, then you keep deserving that credit. I, I, that's something that goes without miss. Longevity in, in business is a huge award. Like, that's something to say. You've been in business 10 years doing the same thing. That's awesome. It takes a Impressive. lot. Yeah, for sure. So you talked about how you start your day, you start your day with God. Um, how do you feel like it, do you, so I'm, I'm a big believer in, in business. If, if you should really, um, you should really try to accumulate customers that really, the, that believe in what you believe in. Like you shouldn't dumb down what you believe in, um, just to gain customers. So like, do you talk about God during your meetings? Do you talk about, do you bring like your religion up when you're trying to get customers? Are you afraid do you tiptoe around the subject or? You know, do you bring your core beliefs to the table when you meet with your clients, essentially, is what I'm asking. Sure. I don't think I used to, but now I do. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, it, it wouldn't have gone very well yeah. uh, in, in, our, Denver. Our, in Denver. Yeah. Our values to, we're kind of different. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've been to Denver. <laughs> so is that the only reason you're able to do it here? It's just because of the type of people? The culture? I mean, there's every type of people moving here, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, at this point, yeah, it's like, you know, when you beg clients or if they don't align, you know, they're probably better suited to go somewhere else. For sure. You know, if you don't align. And I had this lady that was a little loopy today or <laughs> last night. <laughs> Same word. that uh messaged me about moving something and like every time i asked to see it she was like going left field like red flag like i don't even know if i'm gonna move it but i don't know if you can move it i'm like well just show it to me and i can tell you <laughs> like just tell me a day i can come and see it sir and i'll let you know if i and then finally at the end i was like you know what we just might not be the right fit uh here's a couple of companies that might work for you and just send her on her way because it just it's not worth the headache like if i've asked you five times to let me see it or and you she initiated the message to me and i and i asked you five times to let me come see it or just send me a picture so i can let you know like how we prepare to move it uh and you can't do that then you know just go on your own way and we'll, sure. we'll go our yeah. way we got other clients we can service and I mean, it's that, just not worth it that's a huge thing in business ownership it's like being able to fire or not take a certain client not every client is, is a good client is your client yeah. you know that 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 does resonate so much with everybody and if you mm -hmm. learn that you'll be so much better off. I mean, vetting clients is just as important as vetting a, sure. a you know, a, a hire, like if not even more important. That's how you keep your relationship alive. I feel like when I first started, I was doing any job we could, like anything oh, that yeah. had a dollar yes, sign attached to it, I'm, I'm there. For sure. For uh, sure. But now that I've like a little, little more season, I'm not season, I'm not 12 year season or 10 year season, whatever. Uh, but now I'm, I'm more skeptical and I'm, I'm more willing to like turn somebody down. And I feel, I feel like it's been huge to maintain our reputation. Yeah. 
Well, that that's what I've seen you do, Chris. Not that, you know, we've done it well. We're working on it. But I've seen you basically, I call them, they're like swamp rabbit groupies. You've got like, <laughs> the, because you did such a good job for people that align with you, they're raving fans. And yeah. that's obviously what we all want. We yeah. want our, our best referral partners should be our own clients. For sure. It's it's about, I feel like a huge thing is, is about being authentic. Like anybody that you you know that probably meets me you know they've probably seen me drink a beer they've probably seen me cuss they've probably seen me whatever but that's just who I am I'm a good person my heart is good um but I don't sugarcoat like who I am as a person sure. you know what I mean yeah. I'm very like what you see is what you get well and that's with any business I think it's like you you are really building relationships with people so if you're not authentic it's going to come through in yeah. some shape or form and is it going to come through when you're waiting for that last check cuz you don't want it to or is it going to come through at the end or th- during the job mm. or something so that that's something somebody said to me about realtors even though there's so many realtors in the game well not every realtor pairs up with every buyer or seller yeah sure. so that really makes a difference is like you know when when you meet somebody if they don't align with you then you don't need to work with them absolutely so. So where's your next branch going to be, John? The next branch will either be in Colorado or, you know, promoting someone here yeah. to regional vice president. So probably first in Colorado, just because we have more established people that have been doing it longer that have all of their, their licenses. Outside of the Denver area or a, a second branch in the Denver it area? It would be in the suburbs. Okay. Yeah. So like there's Westminster. Is that the name? That is a suburb, yeah. northern suburb. So yeah. probably like Aurora Tech Center area. Okay. And then the one we have right now is in Lakewood. Okay. So Nice. And then what happens when you open a new branch? Y'all just move to another state and open another branch or y'all pretty settled here and like you're, well, what's your plan? I'm, like, how do you open branches? Sure. Do you have to go there to open the branch to get it rolling, or can you do it virtually? Good question. No, you can do everything virtually. Yeah. So we don't have to go there or anything like that. But, you know, a lot of times to solidify relationships, yeah. you got to get to in person for sure to be realistic or have events and things like that. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's just about finding the right people, like we were just talking about, that fit our core values, that align, that are hungry, incredible, that want to do it. Nice. Sure. Cool. What, and so you said it takes four to six months to become a licensed um, financial advisor. How long does it take to become a VP? It's not. There's no time uh, requirement. Is it just more test? It's all production. Production? Production yeah. based. How, how many people and how many offices you have under you? Or You can kind of – we allow people the flexibility to kind of build a business the way that they want to do, do it. So, like, if people want to go just the advisor route, like the, the guy – the first promotion we had, he was focused on getting investment clients. So, basically, we said, hey, if you hit this assets under management total – then we'll promote you. And then okay. other people more of like want to do it like we've done it, which is building a team and everything like that. So basically we have different requirements that are set. If you hit this and you're licensed, then you become a regional vice president. Okay. Nice. nice. And it's, so it's no further test. It's just assets under management or, or building a team and or everything building a team. that you can do it either way. So, cool. yeah. So you don't just offer financial services. If I'm right, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But like, you know, you've talked to me about budgeting, like coming in and helping me my family budget. Debt solutions. Um, debt solutions. Like what what else? So you're not just a financial advisor. You're a financial, you know, planner, whatever. Um, and you can come in and do anything really kind of financial. Is that right? Yeah, great question. So kind of the approach we take is we're always trying to add value to our clients and find solutions. So if we, yeah. don't, we don't do something, we're going to 
help you find a trusted partner. For sure. And we like to team up with accountants. We like to team up with lawyers, mortgage brokers, payroll people, so we can add as much value to our clients as possible. But yeah, we really are a one-stop shop because a lot of times people's financial plan, if they die prematurely or they're not properly protected via insurance and things like that, that's really going to mess up our nice financial plan that we For just sure. came up with if yeah. something happens. And then to Ray's point earlier, a lot of lot, things are tight right now yeah. for a lot of people. So let's help them get out of debt. Let's help them set up a budget and everything like that and take control of their money too. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Cause I mean, especially like we were just saying with a bad market, let's help them figure out and build a base. So when it comes around, we can help them invest and we can be there for them for the other things. That makes sense. So a lot of people on here that are, that are listening, I assume will probably be business owners. Do you have any like hidden tricks and tips that you talk about? Like as far as alleviate tax liability for business owners, is, is there something yeah, that's yeah, like, John's the, uh, uh, Marty bird <laughs> of Greenville. That, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. uh, like what, what kind of like, what non-noticeable way would you suggest to like reduce tax liability or is there one that, you know, or, you know, something along those lines? Yeah, great question. So when you're a business owner, you you know, you don't get benefits provided for you, like as yeah. if you're a W-2 employee at a big corporation and things like that. So there's so many different ways as a business owner that you can either put money away for your, yourself and your family and your business and get a tax write-off now, but you do pay taxes later, yeah. or we can set up vehicles to have a tax-free retirement. So yeah. it just depends on the person and their situation on what is best for them. But, you know, give you an example, like we helped a a doctor's group in Denver and they were really far behind on retirement because they had to take out a bunch of student loans and then they had a family and everything like that. But we set up basically retirement plans for them and did some extra things that most financial advisors, I'd say, don't even know about, don't even offer. And it was able to reduce their tax bill by a couple hundred thousand. And they put away that money for their retirement to catch up now versus that so they're awesome. they're ecstatic yeah, yeah i would awesome. be too yeah oh yeah I would be too. you might get a lot of business out of this podcast usually we like break down the business but you might get more business than anything. <laughs> well and it, i will say though it depends on someone's situation so yeah. like if anyone does want to reach out feel free to reach out and we'll do a, a complimentary and confidential consultation we've got an app that in less than five minutes, it will look at your finances and then it will recommend good moves for you and your family or you and your business. And then we kind of go from there based on what people's priorities and goals are. You're pretty squeaky clean, bro. I don't know what I like. I, <laughs> like it's, you're good at what you do. You know, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, you know, I guess the only question and I'll put you in the hot seat because I'm sure you get it a lot. Primerica. Most people thought of it back in the day as a pyramid scheme. Somebody came up to you and said that. What would you say now? It's a whole new company. So what would you say? Sure, Ray. Well, how would you define a pyramid scheme? What? How would yeah, you well, define it? It's not my. It's not my criticism. Um, well, we got, oh, you asked me to say <laughs> what I would say. So yeah, I'm true, true, ask question. you a question. He's already, already freaking won. Um, well, I mean, some people, I guess, get that notion that it, it was like uh, a scheme as far as like people building and then you're hiring people underneath you and then you're just making money for nothing. But you know, in sure. your case, at least you're building. You know, relationships with these people. You're you're not just passing them along to and you know your trusted advisors or something and saying hey good luck and then just pulling in their cash. You're you're sure. there almost every step of the way. Sure. But what what, are, what would you say to those people that are kind of like that were weary about the Primerica sure. situation? 
Yeah, so I would ask them that question that I asked you. Yeah, and then, ruined uh, me. A, pyra- a, pyramid, <laughs> I wasn't ready for a, a pyramid scheme is something that's actually illegal. It's like a Ponzi scheme or yeah. something like that, where there's no real products or services and money is just being passed around. And we've been around since 1977. We're a publicly traded company. For a, a, a sub-company of Forbes, Market Watch, actually named us the most trusted life insurance company in North America recently. Wow. We're A-plus rated. So I just like to ask people, like, hey, if that's what you thought, don't you think the stock exchange would have figured that out? Don't you think FINRA or the SEC or the state insurance boards, if we truly were not legitimate, you know, I think they would have figured it out by now. Yeah, for sure. sure. I think most of the people that say that anywhere are the people that tried to sign up and get money from it, you know, didn't know how to do it at all, and then just flunked, and they're like, ah, fuck primary. Well, well <laughs> let's, let's address that, man. Let's address that. Yeah, so, yeah. so, like, if, 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 y'all, if y'all had a great personal trainer, and they gave you all the steps, all the system, and then you didn't follow the diet, you didn't go to the gym, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Whose fault is it that sure. you're out of shape? Absolutely. It's yours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So unfortunately, though, I'd say, you know, sometimes people do come in with unreal, like you were talking about, when people start a business, often they're looking, they are looking for a get rich quick scheme. They're yeah. looking for something that will give them money for nothing. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people, even though they say they're skeptical of that. And it does take hard work and you do have to deal with rejection. You got to deal with people, which people don't do what you, you want them to do often. For sure. So, and you got to get licensed and everything like that. Cause I, I, I have yet to meet somebody who has that opinion, who actually got fully licensed, yeah. who followed the system, who has that same, who says the same thing. Well, I feel like if, if, if Primerica was a pyramid scheme, I don't feel like John would be with them so long. Have you been with Primerica your whole all, time? All 10 years. So I was at another financial company running their internship program in college, actually. And then I started doing this right out of college. So I'm about to be 32 next month. So it's nine years. Did you okay. drop out of college for financial advising? Or did you finish? No, I finished. Okay. finished, finished. Was your degree for that? I did business administration and yeah. communication. Yeah. So, you know. Do you feel like that helped you? Mm. Not really. Well, that's a good do you need a college degree to go to be a financial advisor? You do not. Okay. It's about the licenses. So you don't even need a high school diploma. Technically, I, there are people in our company that make good money that that do not have a uh, high school diploma. That's awesome. For yeah. the licensing, though, they don't require something they like don't. a GED. It's cool. No, it's awesome. As long that's as you pass the test that's yeah. set in place, exactly, you're good to go. Exactly. So sometimes, obviously, like it's sometimes harder for people that yeah. haven't taken like a lot of tests in schools, yeah. but yeah. like couple weeks ago we had a kid 18 years old just right out of high school that this is what he wants to do versus going the traditional route to college and he passed and he didn't know any of this stuff like yeah. at all like because he's yeah. an 18 year old yeah. he parents. doesn't really know how to wipe his butt <laughs> right yeah. exactly but he still figured it out with our system so no, yeah. that makes that's a good question too because that's something that goes missed is the whole college and i went to college for business and economy and finances and didn't learn anything i mean i feel like i learned everything from being in business and just figuring it out as i went along i I wish like i think if you are starting a business the first thing that you should do is sit down with another business owner what did they learn what did they do because i I didn't have that i learned like my licensing the insurance aspects the tax aspects on after the fact hey ray you owe us twenty five thousand dollars in taxes this year i'm like 
for what? <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, you were doing self-employment tax. And I was like, I wish I would have known that. So. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that to, to the new business owners starting out, obviously, I would say hire trusted advisors as yeah. quickly as you can yeah. who can teach you that kind of stuff. Because I think when things are tied in the beginning, which they all are, yeah. for all of us, we try to do everything ourselves, yeah. and then we do things wrong. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. I've seen it. I mean, ta- me taxes is the scariest <laughs> thing, I think. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, because then you get hit. And yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, sh- shit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't forget either. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they just keep sending that bill. <laughs> the only thing that worked out was I found a decent account that figured it out over That's the last awesome. couple of years. But, I mean, that was first year in business. That was scary because I only I didn't have $25,000 sitting in the bank. I had like $2,000. Oh, yeah. I was like, where am I supposed to come up with that? Well, and that's what I love about what we do is helping people with some of those areas yeah. and bringing in our partners. Like today, this afternoon, I'm going to be speaking to uh, one of my clients is a teacher in Colorado. So I'm going to talk to his class oh, about awesome. the important of inve- importance of investing. Like a high school like teacher that. or college teacher? Call or uh, high school. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's important. important. It really is. Because, we, we, I mean, especially our generation. We didn't get any of that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I didn't get any of that stuff. I, I mean, wish they would have taught like credit score and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, something. In, in I know. School. Yeah. They teach you how to like, you know, draw teach you a about triangle George Washington. and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, even like, even as a up. carpenter, like I didn't <laughs> learn anything from the, from math or whatever. And I was just like, sure. It just didn't make sense. So it's definitely something that even with kids now, I'm thinking about that, putting them in school, what they're going to learn. I'm really learning, leaning towards that uh, homeschool situation just to teach them stuff that's valuable, you know, for sure. finances. I wish I knew about credit score. My parents didn't know anything about credit. They put stuff in my name. Me like, too. That, that's how they won, you <laughs> for know. Sure. Me too. So I came out losing already. And then, I'm like, how did I have a charter bill when I was four years old? What's yeah, going on here? Dude, I had like a Cablevision account, $400, like my first apartment I called to try and get cable on. They're like, sir, you owe us this much. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and there, there's so many cool things you can do if you're a business owner for your kids, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so many cool things Promo you can do if you know how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Set them up for benefits, different yeah. things like that. There's there's cool things you can do. Yeah, and, I, and that's why I think I think you'll see a lot of business, a lot, especially a lot of business owners that listen to this podcast will reach out to you because there's certain things that you've taught me and even just shown me or explained to me that it's like it's amazing that you can even do that. So. They say they say that is it is it true? Am I wrong that they say that financial the financial industry is the number one wealth producer uh, as far as industries go? Yeah, a lot and then of, I think second's real estate. Is it probably I say so? Well, yeah, yeah, industry, yeah, real estate's up there for sure. I've definitely heard a lot of people say that, and yeah. I mean, I when I just look at even like the people who are W two jobs, like the we call them wholesalers or vendors, like for yeah. y'all in the trades yeah. industry, they're. They have a substantial salary even yeah. and things like that. So yeah, there's it's you know, when you're dealing with money and important things, obviously yeah, you are compensated well. well. Yeah. So is it do you do you feel like it's misconstrued and made to believe like everybody in the financial industry is making that kind of money? And what would it what does it from your experience, what does it really take to be, you know, like crushing it in the financial industry? Sure. Great question. So people definitely not everybody. It's yeah. just like every Every industry where a lot of, you know, you got a small percentage of people that are doing very, very well. I think it is, it's more competitive too, because of that. So you have to be good and you really have to have solid relationships with people and educate them if you're going to be successful. Because a lot of financial people, they're really just salespeople with a license. They're trying to sell you this and that product and everything like that versus trying to get to know you and your situation and what what is best for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think what I really liked about you uh, and like really why I started leaning towards you on signing up with you through like 401k and stuff is because you're not pushy like that pushy aspect like you'll touch on it a little bit like you'll hit like you'll hit a hit me up or whatever like hey just what's going on man how you doing whatever and I like that you're not like super pushy like hey Chris we need to get you on the fucking 401k right fucking now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I really enjoy that because that's like the biggest turnoff to me. As somebody that like calls me every five seconds, like even though I've said I'm, I need a minute, I'm thinking, uh, and then they just keep pushing. Like it, it makes me really think about what their intent is. Like, are you really just trying to get me signed up, um, you know, so you can start collecting paychecks? And I didn't feel like that with you at all. Um, but I think that's huge is like knowing how to, like you still have to be a good salesperson. Like you still have to like, try and initiate a For little sure. bit but you have to know your boundaries like there's fine lines like you just don't cross and i think you've mastered that kind of yeah appreciate that yeah and i, th- I think timing is everything in my industry yeah. it's like it'd be like if you were pushing somebody who doesn't want to sell their house that doesn't yeah. want to move all the time like people are kind of desperate or yeah. they're doing that it's like i i'm like hey i know people will hit me up if i did a good job of building a relationship when they're For ready sure. Difficult moments that you are that you're either dealing with or have dealt with in in the last nine years or in the last year of being here. Oh sure, yeah, I definitely have had had my fair share. If we want to stay here all morning, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I just think about like definitely just been you know just because I have a big heart and I'm trusting of people. Once again, I've gotten screwed many times by people, so it's like yeah. like I'll never forget when I I invested so much time into this agent. Um, got her into got her into our networking group before we kind of moved and everything like that. Had her on webinars. I woke up at four thirty a.m. so I could speak at her networking group to help her pour into her. Was all there for her through thick and thin and everything like that. Would drive really far to help her with clients and everything like that. Then she ghosted me uh, for five months, and because she ghosted me because she was starting a different company, mm-hmm. you know, a, com- to compete with us. Like didn't text me. Didn't call me, didn't email me, you know, but used our relationships to get into networking groups and stuff like that. And then, yeah, so it's... I got a million of those. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I've had plenty of stories like that. Just, you know, people being greedy or shady. So or how does that change like. you, though, as a person? Because, I mean, do you stick with your routine or do you, like, become cold and heartless? I mean, you can't. So, I mean, I would if I could, but yeah, you can't. You got to, like I said earlier in the podcast, is you got to pretend like it didn't happen to you and start with the clean slate because otherwise I'm not going to give my new people 100% because I'm going to be thinking, oh, well, what if they do what was done to me and what if they burn me again? Yes, we've gotten smarter and we've put in more systems in place and all that good stuff. But (laughs) non-competes. Yeah, yeah. but still it's like, you know, and it's going to happen again. Yeah. yeah, the bigger the business gets, the more people issues are going to yeah. come. Absolutely. Yeah. The way I, the I, so I struggled that with that for a long time, but the way I look at it is at least I set the standard high, so I know whoever branches off of me, um, they're going to have to set that same standard. Or they're going to have to go higher. Sure. So really, all in all, all I'm doing is just helping the community. So that's the way that's I awesome. kind of took it that's and looked smart. at it, uh, and it really helped me deal and get through that time, like where I was really struggling mentally and like kind of pissed off at the world and like sure wanted to slap somebody yeah it's tough but it really like made me breathe and recenter I'm like hey man you set a good standard they're gonna have to meet this standard if they're gonna beat me which they're not because sure. i'll outwork anybody or they're gonna have to go above me 
So uh, all in all, everybody wins in the community. Sure. And, yeah. you know, the law of abundance, there's plenty for everybody. The for fact sure. that you influence somebody like that, too, is pretty heartwarming. You know, I for mean, sure. somebody that looks to you and says, look how he's doing. I need to kind of do that. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because you kind of take it for building somebody and spending the time and money on them. Yeah. But then you can think about it in that regard. Like for I had sure. I've had that a couple of times and one recent that actually he worked for me for a little while, quit, started his own company, did rather well. And now he had to sell everything and get out of it and he's coming to work for me. So that kind of made me feel confident. You know, it's like now I've got this new guy that's going to leave and start his own thing. Like the only thing I can do as much as it pisses me off is try to build him. Push help them, yeah. yeah, yeah. Help, help them. What can I? Sure. Th- things that we just mentioned. Hey, bro, get on self, em- or get off self employment tax. For like, sure. yeah. like he'll, you know, just to help, and hopefully it'll come back around for me. It's like don't awesome. get cold, keep the warm heart, you know, because it it translates through who you are. For and, sure. And as long as you stay who you are, nothing else matters. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. True. Don't lose who you are. Very true. Well, thanks, John, for uh, being on today. Yeah, thanks, dude. Um. If somebody's looking for you, how can they find you? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. So, yeah, my my phone number is 720-341-9787, or you can find me on social media or email me. I've got, like, a virtual business card where people can find it on all of my social medias and reach out to me via email or smoke signals or whatever you want to do. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll attach that. If you send me that virtual card, I'll I'll attach it when we post this podcast as well. Yeah, sweet. In any place I can. I think YouTube, I probably could. And okay. Facebook, I probably could. So Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Appreciate yep. that, cool. guys. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for coming today, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah, thanks, John. Thank you.